In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Well, our wives are weaker. And I know we have women listen to this and they're probably freaking out right now because this is a day and age where we don't say that. Women are weaker than men. Uh, I believe that. I believe weaker does not mean lesser. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I am here with my B-Fam, my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing really good, my B-Fam. Dude, don't say that back to me. <laughs> hey, um, want to get our guys over to the website. We put the bathroom book for men back up online. This will probably be the last time we ever do that. If guys want to pick that up for free, they can do that. But uh, other than that, do you have a man law for me? I do, Jim. And this is uh, in consideration of where we're still at in our, our country and the world today. And I have kids in the home and kids in school. I came up with this one. We, you know, we, because we've been in this for so long now, guys, you got to take care of yourselves. You need to take care of your mental health. You need to take care of your physical health because you need to take care of your family as well. And they are all stressed out during these days. And so you need to administer a little bit of grace in these tough times. And if you're not at your best, uh, you can't really help them. And they'll see it too, and they feed off of it. So, so that's great. What are you doing to do that? Like, are you doing that personally? Yeah. So for me, it has been uh, for me personally, it's been pressing in more so into the Lord, uh, reading the Bible, um, the music that I listen to. I have to stay connected to things that are positive. Um, I need to stay off of Fox News and stay off of CNN. And stay off of all of those. And so basically, I just I, I'm I don't need to know all the garbage that's going on because I know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, limit your time on social media that you're seeing negativity. And if there's unhealthy uh, relationships that you have, you might need to get rid of those too. So, but you you've turned it to you, and I want you to talk about me, like you talk about yourself. So I'm talking about me. Oh, because you were saying you. You were saying, yeah. so then you turned so, it. So I'm like, so what are you doing? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Um, and so and it, I know some people are going to crucify me for this, but October 31st, I started listening to Christmas music because that, I mean, it brings joy to me, and I'm a weirdo, 
we actually put our tree up, decorated our house, and we're like, man, we're going to make this place look like a place of joy. Yeah, I noticed that. I was over there, and I was like, that's interesting. So, well, that's cool. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And you have kids in the home. I don't. So my uh, COVID election uh, social justice thing has been different. So uh, appreciate that. I want to talk about something today. You're, they're not going to worry about you and getting mad at you because of what I'm about to say today. Perfect. I want to talk to men about the truth about their wives and uh, we want to water this down a lot, but we need to really speak to men about their wives a little bit. And so I'm playing off of an interview we had with Pat Combs. So if guys want to go back to that episode, they should listen to that. But I want to talk about our wives in relationship to us and the husband-wife relationship. So there are three instances in the New Testament where uh, we read of these things called household codes. Uh, uh, one of those is in Ephesians chapter 5, around verse 22, all the way through chapter 6, about verse 4. One of those is in Colossians chapter 3, uh, around later, eight, verse 18, all the way through 4, around verse 2 or 3, I think. And then one is in First Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, which is the smallest of the household codes. But I want to address something that Peter says in First Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Peter was married. Uh, it's recorded that he's married. Jesus healed his mother of a, mother-in-law of a sickness. I think it was in Luke chapter 4. And so Peter writes this about the household code and how husbands and wives interact. He says, you husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way, as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. And I want to be really honest about this passage with men and how we deal with our wives. The first thing that Peter says, and if his wife read this, she probably handed it to him after she read this in the Bible, but but our wives are weaker. And I know we have women listen to this and they're probably freaking out right now because this is a day and age where we don't say that. But our wi- women are weaker than men. Uh, I believe that. I believe weaker does not mean lesser. But here's what I mean by weaker. I think women are less secure than men. And that manifests through anxiety, through stress, through time in front of the mirror, putting on their makeup. They are less—Dave Ramsey actually says women have an a insecurity gland that men don't have. Women are less secure— Women are smaller, generally speaking. They have more body fat, generally speaking. They have less muscle mass, generally speaking. And the fifth thing is, and every man listening to this will agree, and women who are in tune with their bodies will agree, the menstrual cycle throws them into an emotionally inconsistent state. And to me, inconsistency is weakness. And so for those five reasons, I think women are weaker than men. Now, I think they're stronger than men in many many areas, but the, the overarching general statement is this. But I don't believe weaker means lesser. So here's what I mean, Dale. Here's what I think. I think if I were to take, we have these tumblers that we send out to our guys, these big thermal thermoses. They're double in, wall insulated. They stay warm forever. That That's kind of like a dude. You know, you can throw him around. I've already broke the little lid, the sliding lid. I've already broke that. Uh, we can throw men. Men are made to be scruffed. We're very utilitarian. If you look at a man's body, a man is utilitarian. God has made a man to be used and to be abused and to, to just get dirty and to work. That's what God has made men for. Women are like a china cup. So they serve. So you know they they're they're smaller. They're fragile. They they. Um, 
you know, they're disrupted easily. So like if I could drop that china cup and it breaks, it shatters, I can drop the thermos mug and it doesn't shatter. So what does that mean before the women start, you know, stopping this podcast? That means that china, piece of china, I hold in higher honor. It serves the same purpose as the thermos mug, but it's worthy of a greater honor. So my wife, in her weakness, does not deserve, and as a follower of Christ, as a Christian husband, I don't treat her as lesser. I treat her as greater. In fact, Peter goes on to say, show her honor as a fellow heir. In fact, Peter is saying this. He said, treat her like the china cup that she is. Treat her with great honor but treat her and hold her and be fragile and tender and gentle with her because she is a woman and that and if you that's how she's designed whereas men our bodies are utilitarian look at a woman's body dale she's got curvy hips so she can carry a child on her hips so she can bear children she's got these big beautiful things hanging off her chest that are used for pleasure if you're a man and for nursing if you're a, a baby she is made for comfort. She's made for security. She's made for beauty. And so where a man is utilitarian, he's all about function. A woman, her the aesthetics of her, she's about form. And so we hold her in high honor. And so, man, I think that's really important. So we want to understand how God made our wives, understand the ways that they are weaker than us, and we don't do that to abuse or oppress them. We do that to elevate them and show them higher honor. I want to I close with this. One of the ways that God has wired women, when I say women are insecure, that's because God has wired women to be the ultimate protectors of their children. They're very aware of their surroundings so they can guard and protect their children. And they're very aware of their surroundings and their marriage. They can guard and protect a marriage. Women essentially, and this is the beautiful difference between men and women, she is the thermometer of the relationship. The thermometer measures the temperature. Where men, you are the thermostat. You regulate the temperature. In a marriage, it's a beautiful uh, partnership where the wife is able to say, hey, we're at this level in our marriage, honey, and the man comes in and fixes it. So what I did about three weeks ago, and we asked the men in our ministry to do, and what we're going to ask you guys to do today is this. We want you to rank your marriage 1 to 10. Where's your marriage? So three weeks ago, I ranked my marriage an 8. I think overall, we're doing really well. We're an 8 out of 10. Well, then I went and I asked my wife. I said, hey, honey, how would you rank our marriage? And my wife, being the thermometer she is, said 7. And I said, 7, I gave you an 8. I gave us an 8. And she said, well, I think we can do better. <laughs> so so now my the thermostat kicks in, and I regulate the heat of that relationship. And so, guys, I hope that helps you to understand your wives. I, I, it's just really important that we understand their strengths and their weaknesses. And honestly, guys, how we can honor that and how we can embrace that and how we can leverage our wives to make our marriages better. So, Dale, what's up, man? What's next? Take us home. Yeah, guys, we want you to head on over to meninthearena.org and get your free copy of the Field Guide. And also, while you're doing that, leave us a positive review on this podcast, or you can just shoot us an email at info at meninthearena.org. Until next time, fill the wet sand of the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd.
taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.